Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the first episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, season two. The Meet the Mancunian podcast takes you on a weekly journey around the local community in Manchester. Season 2 has an interesting lineup of inspiring guests making a social or community impact in the city. Presented by Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, newbie Mancunian. Tune in every Tuesday for your weekly dose of inspiration. Looking to eat healthily in a climate-friendly way? In this episode, we hear from Kath Broadhead, co-founder This Is The Promise, an urban homestead bringing local produce and sustainable living to Manchester. I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Kath Broadhead, co-founder, This is the Promise. Thank you, Kath, for talking to us today. Oh, thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you and meet the Mancunian. So, Kath, tell us how you found your passion for sustainable living. Um, I think it kind of stems back to, like, my childhood and sort of the way I was brought up, Um my child, my my parents were like really industrious. They were, you know, always making do and mend. Even though you know we had, you know, stuff and new things. Like they were, they really saw the value in everything. Um, and I remember, like long before curbside recycling, um, we just took all of our recycling to the supermarket. And a lot of my friends just didn't really understand why we did that, or 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 why it was kind of a part of our life, but it just kind of wasn't a big deal. It was just something that we did. Um, so I think that sort of resourcefulness and being, um, you know, respectful of resource was something that was sort of like ingrained in my upbringing really. Um, and it's, you know, followed through really into like my life now with having children. I love a project. I love to, you know, fix things. We have a fixing pile in our house. I think our children just think that everything can be fixed because I generally do sort of say like, I can, I'll deal with that. I'll have a little go at fixing that. Um, and sort of a saying that I always used to use, um, taking my shoes to the cobblers. Like if shoes are worth wearing, they're worth repairing. And I think that across all avenues of life, really, I think if you value um, things and resource, then it's a really good sort of trait to have. So yeah, I think that's kind of where uh, very far back, like why I would be really interested in having like a sustainable life, I suppose. And it's really inspiring. And, you know, and there's so much everybody can learn from you. So looking forward to hearing more. Uh, could you tell listeners, Kath, about how you started your urban home- homestead? 
and your maybe your market garden that you were referencing and um, so I've always sort of had an interest in um, being sustainable in terms of the food that we produce and I had a vision um, you know like if, if like a bit of a just an idea like years ago that it would be wouldn't it be amazing if we could be sustainable with just our fruit and vegetables and I think sometimes you have these ideas and you're not sure whether you'd actually ever be able to do that but I think sometimes the journey is about that process and if you don't actually get there and be you know fully on board with everything that you, you had a vision to do it's, it's almost about the process of getting there and um, so the idea of being able to have all of our own fruit and vegetable from the farm is sort of a, a real big aspiration for me and um, to know where it comes from to have had a big part in growing it and for our children to understand you know how food gets from you know the farmer's fork to their own fork and um, think it's really really important um, and as well you know reducing the air miles that we have in our food you know to shop locally to shop with small businesses it's really something that I'm passionate about and um, I've run a series of businesses in the past um, you know for my career and this is the fifth business we've set up and it's the first business that we sell to local people so it's not national business you know we don't need to have people who are you know hundreds of miles away from us we can literally survive from selling to people who are just on our doorstep and um, we have you know we're urban we're in the middle of a lot of housing estates and people walk to us to collect like their produce and that's sort of our dream that whatever we have left um, in terms of the market garden and whatever we don't want to eat ourselves then we can sell it or we can like swap it with people um and and have a real like local sort of community and I think it would be nice if um you know we, we get keep getting told a lot that people um would love to do something like we we would or they're not brave enough or they don't have the space and we can kind of facilitate that because we have kind of got space we have volunteers that help us on the farm and you don't have to own a farm to be involved in it and be involved in that sustainable journey and I think that's a nice thing that we can do is that we can help facilitate other people to live sustainably or eat as locally as possible. Um, and that's really exciting for me. Um, and we've obviously, you know, searched for a long time to find this place. And, and now we can make it happen, really. Well, that is, that is a lovely story. And, and uh, you know, I, I love the way that you're involving volunteers uh, and giving them the opportunity to kind of live their dreams as well while you're living yours. That's yeah. really, very, very interesting. Tell me more about who you help and support you said local community tell us a little bit more about what you're doing with the local community yeah I mean I think when we came there was I don't think we had any like, sort of aspiration to sort of target a certain group I think we knew that being on the farm we would be available for other people to be involved but I don't think we were perhaps prepared for how many people would come to us I I thought we would have to like reach out to people to get people involved. Um, and we don't have a massive farm. We don't have, you know, acres and acres. We only have three and a half acres, but that is obviously enough for us. Um, but I was really surprised that how many people were really 
pleased that we were taking it on as a farm and we weren't just going to bulldoze it down and build a housing estate. Um, we almost become, sort of, as I said there, like a beacon where people can come to. They feel, I think they feel a little bit like they, they and I, I don't mean this like in a negative way, that they own a bit of us. Um, we've got a right of way through the farm. People have obviously like known the farm for a lot of years and they've seen it evolve through lots of different iterations. And I think they find it really nice that we're evolving and almost like a custodians of, of the farm for, for our generation. Um, so today, actually, the farmer who we bought the farm from came, he, he comes quite regularly. And he, he just he did sort of say how well we're doing in terms of like, you know, developing it and, you know, making sure that it's it's looked after, really. Um, so, yeah, I think people coming to us, it's it's like almost like a bit of a hope, really. Um, and I see it as somewhere that people will meet. We've been approached for, by a few companies, like community companies. Um, an ice cream company wants to to buy our, our fruit to um, to help with their community group. Um, we've been introduced to the RHS Bridgewater Outreach Team. And I think because we're we are a business basically they weren't sure how we'd fit in with them but we've been able to help them with um supplying foliage and spruce for some of their outreach workshops and i think that'll just evolve more and more we haven't been here that long you know we only bought the farm less than a year ago um and i think you know that will just evolve and rather than us going out to people it'll be kind of people will come to us and we can help people in terms of space and bringing people together I think that'll it's, it's going to be an exciting journey very exciting tell me more about the impact you've made so far it's just been a year but it looks like you're doing a lot of interesting things yeah I mean I suppose impact kind of it really varies, doesn't it, in terms of like who you are, imp like, a, like a bit of a ripple effect, who you are impacting. And I don't, I suppose we are sort of finding our feet, but from the very beginning, I think we've made a huge impact on our own lives. Um, one driver for this was that we really wanted our children to have like an amazing childhood and, and have the space and the freedom to you know experience perhaps what we had when we were younger um, and definitely for our well-being it's just you know it's it's something that we haven't and we're just to it's a new completely new life and it's a dream that we've had for a long time um but in terms of like our work and our work-life balances it is yeah it's completely changed um, and then the local, like the very local community, they've really embraced us and supported us. They're really pleased that we're here. Um, they love the idea that, you know, we we will have, you know, the vegetables in the market garden and we sell eggs um, and we um, have bees. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a real sort of, you know, community-led project. Um, and, then, and then reaching out, I suppose, to our volunteers as well, who, who, this, the core team actually contacted us and asked us if if they could volunteer. So it hadn't even occurred to us that people would want to. Um, and I often ask them, you know, like you dedicate a lot of time to us, like why? Um, but they just get so much out of it. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to build on and I think we are, you know, as I said, finding our feet. Um, but I think people are just really happy that we're, we're, we're living the farm as a farm really. And it's, and it is going to be here, you know, for the community, really. And there's so many things that 
the farm have had in the past. You know, they've had a cricket pitch and they used to do a lot of fates. We've already held a bonfire for like the local community. And I think it'll be nice that we can maybe reintroduce some of those things that have happened in the past and put our own spin on them. And we've got plans for this year to um, have a harvest festival. So, but, but linking it to a food bank so that we can actually like, you know, not only help local people but help a wider community as well so we've got loads of ideas and and it's just you know picking the right ones I think for the for the right time I suppose they all sound fantastic and I'm sure many people would love to reach out to you so on that cue can you tell us how interested people might reach out to you or learn more maybe your website social media yeah yeah of course so our website we've just finished our brand and and our website will be rolled out next year probably yeah we, we just want to find our, our feet in terms of that so at the moment instagram um and facebook so this is the promise um so on, on instagram this underscore is underscore the promise and um, and facebook as well and and then just scuttled giving us a ring give us give us a call and um, you know we just love to hear from people and hear what people kind of want i suppose and how we can help lovely what advice would you have for people looking to start something similar in their local community um i just said do it um you know like once you've worked out what you really want to do and I think a lot of that comes from like what makes you happy and what is your sort of drive and not kind of feeling you have can do everything or, or you might want to do everything. But once you've really decided what you want to do and, and what what is going to make you happy, because you can sometimes, I think, have an idea. And if you reflect on it, it's, it's not actually what you want what what will be you know the best thing for you um but just go for it and don't take a no front no for an answer um you might have to think outside the box and you might have to compromise but I think if you keep in mind the bigger picture um and what you, how you want your life to look you've just got to go out and and do it and there'll always be restrictions and you know you, you might have the money to do it or you you know might have the the, the skills but you you've just got to make a plan and then just stick to it and and it will happen like if I think I do believe that if you you want something to happen enough it'll happen about the philosophy um and I'm sure many people will get inspired after listening to you I'm going to switch gears Kath and ask you the signature questions we ask all the guests on the meet the man union podcast which is the first one is what do you love the most about Manchester um I think when I came to Manchester it was it was something that I it really stuck out to me that it's just so diverse there's so many people there's so many different people there's so much to do um it's like the ideal place to be it's not too big it's not too small um like Ian Brown put it perfectly Manchester has got everything um except a beach um it's just a, a great place to be and I think that that made me really feel that you know, when we were looking to leave Manchester, you know, it it really got under our skin. It's it's that diversity that what I want to bring my children up to, to for that to be normal for them. And um, yeah, we, it's just got it all. I love it. Like that. I'm a new new Mancunian, so I'm still figuring out Manchester. But everything I see so far and hear so far is lovely. <laughs> Where's your favorite place in Manchester? Oh, I'd say um, 
the Northern Quarter, it's got so many, you know, formative memories for me. Um, I, the first place I lived in Manchester wasn't far from the Northern Quarter. And when I found it, I just, you know, it was just a world that I absolutely loved. Um, it's where I moved back to when, when I left, when I finished being a, um, a student in Manchester. Um, it's where I met my husband. It's where we got engaged. You know, there's so many amazing memories there. Um, it really feels like, I suppose, like the home of where where I sort of, you know, was nurtured in like Manchester. So it's always changing, but not enough for you not to recognise it. So yeah, I'd say the Northern Quarter. Thank you. What's the most important life lesson you've learned? Um, I'd say that keeping to your own lane and not being distracted, I think, by others. So especially this is like this 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 links so much to having dreams like you can you can often like look at other people's way of living or um how they do things and 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 be pulled in that direction but I think just keeping to your own lane and not allowing other noise to kind of cloud your judgment and really listening to what you want to do is so important um, because I think you can spend so much of your life wanting more or wanting the next best thing or oh if only I've you know gone on this holiday or when I've bought this house or when I've lived the sustainable dream like is am I going to be happy you kind of can't be you've got to just sort of be really true to what you um, you believe will make you happy and stick to that and don't you know, you can really admire other people's ideas and, and the way that they live, but you've really got to be mindful of what it is that makes you tick, keep in your own lane and stick with that. And I think that's what, what can, can bring happiness. Like, and for me, I think that's a really important thing. I like that very much. It's like, you know, you, uh, keep, keep in your own lane, focus and, uh, you know, cheer other people on, but kind of strip mm own dreams very interesting yeah and I think you're right there cheer people on it's like you know it be happy for people if they're doing something you know something really exciting but doesn't mean that has to be your dream or it has to be something you do you know you just yeah let them do their thing and you do yours like it very much if someone wrote a book on your life what would they title it <laughs> um I think a nod to the fact that I'm always late. Um, it would be, I'll be there soon. But, <laughs> but with, you know, I'm, I'm not as as bad at being late as I used to be. My husband is always early and I've, you know, I think we've we've both rubbed off on each other a little bit there. Um, but not only the fact that I am always late and renowned for being late. Um, I think the fact that I'm, I'm always going to get there. So I'm very determined. I don't give up. Um, and if it does, even if it does take me longer to get there, I do get there in the end. Um, so yeah, I think a, a nod to both sides of that would would work quite well. So I'll be there soon. <laughs> like that. I'm going to read that book when you write it. <laughs> I need to write it now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to me and my listeners. Thank you. Thank you all for listening from so many countries around the globe. 
I'm so glad to know you're finding some inspiration from the amazing Mancunian guests who feature here. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season 2. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Please do consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. I would also be grateful if you could share this podcast with a friend or a family member. Thank you.